Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Paul Lawrence Vann. Good day, good day, everyone. My name is Paul Lawrence Vann, and of course, you know I host Wealth Academy Podcast, but today is a special episode with a special guest as part of Potapalooza, which is an amazing and exciting podcasting event and activity that takes place. And the guest is Yvonne McCoy. Yvonne, welcome, and how are you doing today, my friend? I am fantastic. I am so glad to meet with you. Honored to have you, honored to have you. Now, let me give you just a little bit about Yvonne's background. And and I consider her to be a very distinguished individual, not only in business, but (laughs) academics as well. And she attended the Temple University, as well as Wharton Business School. And so we know that she has expertise, she has training, and she is very focused. She's also a women's business strategist and also she works in the productivity area. And we're gonna talk about all of that during today's episode. So without further ado, I want to welcome Yvonne McCoy and how are you doing today? And I look forward to interviewing you. Paul, I'm fantastic and I can't wait to talk to you and your audience. All right, fantastic. Let's go down that path, that journey and what inspired you to do what you do today. How did you get your start and what was your journey like as before you became this distinguished individual that I'm talking about here? Well, I think, first of all, my journey is much longer than most. (laughs) I'll try to to condense it for you, but I think everybody has a point in your life when they, something happens and they go, is this what I should be doing? Uh-huh. You know, and that happened to me. And I had worked for a company for about 15 years. I didn't renew my contract, and I was devastated because my whole personality was into, um, you know, the job that I did. Sure. Right. And I said, I have a couple of years before my kids go to college, and I have a little time to play for myself. Exactly. And so that's when I really started looking into the things that I was really interested in. So the first thing I would say to everybody is, don't wait until something horrible happens and you decide to make a pivot, think about it more today. But that took me into some very strange spaces. It took me into, I, I had trouble reading. So I wanted to volunteer to teach adults to read because I thought that that was, I mean, I really have an incredible amount of respect for people sure. who make that kind of change. Um, the problem was I was not good at it. Ah. I could teach them all kinds of other things. I was good at teaching them math. I was teaching good at cr- critical thinking. I told them, taught them about Stephen Covey, uh-huh. but I could not teach them to read. I, you know, I think it was just too traumatic for me to go back there. But that got me into workforce, okay. which I was actually very, very good at. And so part of that was systems. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I got to that. But I think probably the biggest thing was, you know, again, every once in a while you revisit that thing about what do I want to be remembered for? At the end of my life, nobody wants to say, I work 60 and 70 hours a week. Right. They want something that they, you know, that, that 
just makes them really happy. And it's the other things that you put into your life and that affects your business that I think are the most fulfilling. Yes. You know, that people need to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you look at um, your journey academically, both at Temple as well as with Wharton, uh, please share what that journey was like, because I know that's not an easy journey. Two great schools, by the way. Yes. And, and both of them, I have to tell you, um, I, I made my decisions in the wrong way. Absolutely the wrong way. Um, I went in, uh, I started into college, and because I didn't know what I was going to do, I decided I was going to major in math because I was good at math. Yeah. And each year it turned into something different. Do you know? And after I got, after my second year, I thought my dad's not going to pay for me to be fiddling around if I don't graduate in four years. And so I, I looked at, I've always, I've always been very practical and pragmatic. And I was like, I looked at all the courses I had, you know, which were science and math and chemistry and all these, you know, and um, I thought, where can I put all this together into a major that I'm going to graduate? And so it turned out to be communications, journalism. And communication. oh. <laughs> what did dad say? <laughs> he was not pleased. My father was an electrical engineer. Okay, got it. And again, when I went to Wharton, I really wanted to major in marketing. Sure. Because I love commercials and I love, you know, uh-huh. but I said, what am I good at? I'm good at math. So I majored in finance and accounting. I got a high paying job when I got out that I absolutely hated. Ah, and so that's that, interesting. Tell us more. No, it just, you know, it was, it was doing the thing that you were supposed to do. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I think it's really important for people to figure out what they want to be remembered for and what it is they actually want to accomplish. I mean, I remember sitting in a graduation in an adult education class that I was doing. Uh-huh. And the speaker that spoke, it was really ironic because he had the same birthday as I did. So that was maybe why I really listened, right? Connection. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he, what he said was, you know, I don't remember the whole talk, but the bottom line was he had two options. Uh-huh. He could, you know, make one decision and get a promotion and get paid a whole lot of money. Uh-huh. Or he could take this other position, which he felt like had more opportunity in the long run. Sure. Right. Um, blah, 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 blah. And and the thing that stuck with me was you didn't make the decision because of money. I mean, because that had always been my primary thing to decide by. Sure. It, not whether I liked it, but whether it was, you know, going to pay me more. Exactly. And so I think that, you know, finding out what your true priorities are. And here here's the other part okay. that makes priorities really nuts. And this is probably the change that happened to me about a year and a half ago. Somebody asked me to speak on a panel about productivity. Oh. And I'm like, oh, okay, I do time managing time. Uh, you know, I can do this because I worked with executives on this and you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And I always go to see if I can find something different, like a different way to present it. You know, and to learn something myself. And I found an article that was the history of productivity. Productivity started in the 1700s. That's correct. It was agricultural. It was about bushels per acre. Uh-huh. And then it became industrial. Yes. It was about widgets per hour, uh-huh. which is why we're always looking at our time and trying to check off our factory. Uh-huh. But we are neither of those things. Mm-hmm. We are informational. We get paid to think. Yes. You can't put a time amount on that. 
but you can use it to prioritize yes. priorities. And that's where we've been making mistakes. And, and that bleeds in, that that kind of history bleeds into a lot of other things like leadership. Exactly. Leadership models tend to be based on the industrial model where somebody's going to be working for 30 years because they want to get their pension exactly. and they're going to stay there regardless, even if you as a leader are crap. Sure. Because it's going to have a negative impact on them. Exactly. Today, people don't work a job for 30 years. That's if true. you don't treat them well or give them something that's going to be personally fulfilling, they're going to walk out the door. You're going to have an incredible amount of turnover, right? Absolutely. And so the whole leadership model has to change as well. So that was probably the biggest aha that I've had in a really long time because I have spent, I talked to people about talking to people about doing the time management part and trying to roll the boulder up the hill. Exactly. To get them out of the daily stuff. Now I start at the top of the hill. If you're at the top of the hill, what's it going to be like? And it is so much easier to get people to focus on their priorities that oh, way. For sure, for sure. And I think uh, when we look at that productivity piece and we look at the pandemic and we look at the great resignation, a lot of people are just not buying what the corporations are selling anymore. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. many people who are leaving are actually becoming entrepreneurs at the mm -hmm. same time. So that, that productivity, as you stated, it, the atmosphere has shifted and it will never go back the way it used to be. Never. Yeah. Never. Never I mean, even, even even before I used to say to people, you need a side hustle because yes. you know you can't totally rely on a corporation. Absolutely. You know, and so now people are like, now now it's not a side hustle; it is the hustle. It is the hustle. Absolutely, absolutely. And even in the federal government, even in the military, you know, they're having people. You need to come back to work, and people don't want to come back, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I find to be interesting. So yeah. thank you for sharing that, Yvonne. Now, when we look at you as a woman strategy, business strategist, let's delve into that a bit so we can help women to better see exactly the services and the expertise you provide to them. So I, I, I want to say that I, I work with women entrepreneurs, but also enlightened men. Um, exactly. <laughs> but but but. Where we start is, again, what do you want your legacy to be? Where do you want what to be remembered by? And so that helps us look at the strategy about what kind of business you're going to build. Do you want to be a practitioner and that your business is basically yourself and maybe a few people? Or do you want to be a, a big business so that when you're gone, you, you know, later on, you can either sell it, you know, yeah. or you want to, um, you know, you want it to it's exist after you're to the, gone. To the children. Maybe in the family, family well, or the, you know, uh -huh. and and then once we we figure that out, then we can take a look at the strategies and the tactics that you need to use that are right for you. So you know, it's really important to do the right thing at the right time. The strategies that are as somebody that are making you know six and seven figures are not necessarily the right strategies for somebody who's built you know who has an ongoing business. Five but, figures or six figures. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we look at. And the other thing I think that happens with so many entrepreneurs is we suffer from the shiny object syndrome. Yes. I'm going to try this. 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 So you've got a bucket of bolts. Yes. <laughs> that you don't know what you're trying, you know, that you can't make them work together to actually build what you want. And so basically part of what I do, which is weird because my program is Accelerate Your Productivity and Profit, is the first thing is I have you stop and assess what you actually have. Yes. Because you probably have got more stuff than you realize. Sure. And so we need to figure out how you can use it. 
you've already invested in it. I don't want you to duplicate something you've already got. Sure. Right. And so we build a system that is personalized to you and we figure out what, where you're not, you know, you're missing the steps sure. to, you know, is it, it that you're not contacting enough people? Is it that you're not, your delivery is not good? Is it where in the system is it breaking down so that you always have a way to go back yourself sure. and say, here's the system. What do I need to increase? Exactly. Or what do I need? So you maximize the expertise, the training, and then you package it, the marketing, the sales, the message uh, to help help them uh, get their foundation uh, established so that they can come back out and, and give it another opportunity shot. Well, you know, one of the things that I say jokingly is I help entrepreneurs get out of their own way so they can uh -huh. succeed. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Because we all have limiting beliefs. Sure. I mean, and one of those biggest ones is about money. Yes. You know, I'm not ready to charge this amount. I'm not ready to, you know, sure. you know. And but, so when they when they talk to a client and the client says, I can't afford this, they're like, oh, I understand. Da, da, da. As opposed to realizing by not doing this, it's, it's going to cost them more money. Opportunity cost. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And uh, when we look at this, um, and especially from the women, because women are just under siege today, you know, what if it's not the Supreme Court, you know, the different laws that Congress come out with. I, I used to work on Capitol Hill, so I've seen things even during that time. But what do we say to women now to keep them inspired, keep them motivated, keep them moving forward, keeping their eyes on the prize because they have a lot of challenges, a lot of hurdles in life, a lot of quicksand in life. What, what is your message to them? I think, uh -huh. all right, I don't know how to say this. I think... <laughs> that women are really the energy that the world needs. Yes. Um, I think that, you know, we care about people, we care about society. Absolutely. And on top of that, we are incredibly talented. I, I used to jokingly say, if you can cook a dinner and get everything on the, on the table and it's hot at the same time, you can run a factory. Absolutely. You know, because, you know, there's so many moving parts. And I remember the first time my husband decided to, when we were first married, decided to do, you know, a steak and baked potato uh -huh. meal. Yes. And he cooked the steak and the, the vegetables and went, oh, I guess oh. I should, I guess I should put the potato in the <laughs> We should, we should integrate this, incorporate yeah. it. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it was probably one of the longest meals ever, but um. <laughs> But I think women have an incredible, uh, incredible insight. And, and unfortunately, so much has gone on where, I mean, when I was in graduate school, okay, they did a, they did a study where um, they had a woman, they promoted her. She was really good. She trained everybody that was going up. They promoted her and she didn't do well. Ah. And everybody in the class said, fire her. Mm -hmm. And I said, why would you fire this woman? Yeah. She is an incredible wealth of information and whatever find a different job for her Absolutely. where she can flourish. And my professor looked at me and said, you don't intend to work in corporate, do you? You should probably stay in small business. Yeah, but you know, again, you're losing that, that uh, knowledge. Well, so, luckily the world is kind of, kind of pivoting the way that I'm, I'm pivoting, exactly. um, you know, but I think it is important. I think one of the biggest things is it is important to have the right person in the right job. I mean, yes. yes. You know, a lot of times I deal with delegation uh -huh. and you can, and delegation is 
has a lot more steps to it than people think. For sure. And it takes time. And delegation is actually training and investing in your employees. For sure. And, and in essence, it's a, a leadership skill. Yes. That's what it is as well. Right. But you have that influence. You can actually do it absolutely perfectly. But if you're delegating to the wrong person, wrong person. you're still not going to get the right results. Very true. Uh, Very so, true. You know. Yeah. There are lots well, of things to look at. Well, you know, being the oldest brother, I have five sisters. So, you know, from my perspective, they're under the assault because of the Supreme Court and other things happening in Congress. And, and I just want to see it corrected because right now it's not, not working right. It's broken. Now leadership is broken. So Very much so. And, and not only that, I think the part that is the scariest thing mm -hmm. is that um, I don't think they're going to stop here. No, I think they're going the to attack, attack voting rights. They're going to attack. Right. Well, they, they talk about Brown versus Board of Education. One of the uh, senators from Texas talked about that. And and so I think we really I, I think one of one of the I think democracy is the best system. Me too. But I think that, you know, we need some more safeguards. And yeah. I think that it is really important that sometimes we get out of our bubble about I can't vote for this person because. Sure of one little thing that we may not agree with where they agree on the bigger things that are gonna impact our life and our children's life Absolutely. Um, down the road. And, and that part to me is very scary. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean it, and it's so hypocritical and you don't wanna get me on this. So I'm gonna only <laughs> this one thing. No, no, we don't wanna get each other going here because right. <laughs> we, we know it, what's going on. I, I, you know, what it does is it says, I don't, I'm not, smart enough or I can't decide my own future with my own body. Correct. But once I have this child, you're not going to take care of it either. Exactly. And it just tears at that freedom. It tears at that independence and our way of life as well. So we have a lot of different things that are working and uh, more must be done, more safeguards for sure. So let's pivot just a little bit. I know that you work in the area of productivity and you have a free gift that you're offering people. Uh, please share what website they can go to to get this. They can go to www.productivitycoach.today. Dot today. Not today. Okay. And what you're going to get is you're going to get a mini course and it's going to deal with the three activities that um, will help you to figure out that real question of what do you want to be remembered for? So it looks at your limiting beliefs. It looks at change because you can't grow without changing. And it, the idea is when you know what you want to be remembered for, that becomes your GPS, your exactly. life GPS for making decisions. So you can make decisions faster and make them better. Yes. And you don't get sidetracked by that shiny object syndrome. When Very you true. can do that, you can be more productive and you can grow. Absolutely. I totally agree. And uh, when we look back on it, um, we know that uh, when we look at the example of a person says on a tombstone, the day a person is born, a dash, and the day that they pass away, everything that happens in between there is that why. It's that why, and the reason for living, and that legacy, and then wanting to pass that on to the generation behind them as well. Could, if, if I could just tell one more story. Sure, absolutely. It's really important, and I, and I think 
Um, one of the things that I, I, I think as we go through day to day is we don't realize what an impact we have on other people just with the small things that we do. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think when you say what impact do you want to have people are like, oh, you know, and <laughs> I was um, coming back from Florida and we were in the airport and there was a, a gentleman who was um, developmentally challenged uh -huh. and he was talking to me and I was kind of answering him, but kind of like I got stuff on my mind, you know. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we got on the airplane and I was sitting in the row behind, you know, on the other side uh -huh. of the aisle, but behind him. Uh -huh. And you know how people come onto the airplane and oh, you're yeah. standing there. It's not like you're going any place and you're exactly. not moving past. And uh -huh. he was saying to people, look at the picture of my fish. Look at the picture of my fish. Uh -huh. And almost every person just ignored him. Right. And finally, he said to this lady, look at the picture of my fish. Uh -huh. And she was like, what kind of fish is that? Is that a freshwater fish? Is that a, you know, and she uh -huh. got into this whole animated conversation with him. Sure. And I went, how much should that cost to do that? Uh -huh. How much would it have cost me to be more involved and to make his day so much better? And it would have made my day better too. Yes, it was priceless. <laughs> so the little things that you do now and do every day, um, we went on a cruise uh -huh. And a guy came up to me and we all had masks on. And the guy said to me, Royal Caribbean. I was like, what? He goes, I saw you when you were on your first cruise 20 years ago. Oh, my God. Like, That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> so you don't know. Yeah. The people, you the impact you have on people. And, and the ripple effect that has. So that's the thing that I would say is show up today the way you want to be remembered in the future, because that's how you're going to be remembered. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I think uh, that what you just shared with us is really remarkable because it, I'm pretty sure it just sent you right back to 20 years ago. Very powerful. So let's um, look at uh, how people can contact you in the future. They want to do some work with you. Of course, you perform both coaching and consulting uh, as a, a woman's a business strategist and productivity expert. If you can just share how people can get in contact with you uh, going forward. Oh, it's really easy. It's okay. bookacallwithyvonne.com. So it's www.bookacallwithyvonne. Yes. Um, and you can see the calendar. And I would say to you, you should do it now. Even if you can't do it this week, you know, do it the now yeah. so that it's on your calendar, um, yeah. you know, so that you, because that's what happens to us. We let life get in the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I tell you, I really, really enjoyed interviewing you, uh, Yvonne McCoy. She is exceptional. As I told you, she attended Temple University, Wharton Business School, and uh, she's doing remarkable things as a woman's uh, business strategist and also coaching consulting. She has a free book for you all that you can get at www.productivity.today.com. Go out there and also schedule a meeting and a consultation with Yvonne, and she'll be glad to assist you and make a difference in your business and in your life. So Yvonne, thank you so much for being an honored guest and I look forward to doing it again in the future. I would love to. It's been right. great, Paul. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Again, my name is Paul Lawrence Van. I host Wealth Academy Podcast. Don't forget our mantra, wealth is more than just money. And you can also see uh, this particular episode uh, on Apple Podcasts. Go out and rate and review uh, Yvonne McCoy's episode. It'll be episode 242. Do it today. I'm going to 
edit and, and post this and I'll get it to you all within 24 hours, but go out and support her. She's doing remarkable things. So again, have a great day, everyone. Again, Wealth Academy podcast. I'll see you on the very next episode and have a great day, everyone. Have a great day, Yvonne. Thanks for listening Thank to Wealth Academy podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. To get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching, in addition to resources associated with this podcast, email paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com.